the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Edmiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Gale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us this this is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raleigh. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 1010. Uh, 919-860-9783. Mike Rayley here along with Rufus Edmonston, former uh, Secretary of State and Attorney General in North Carolina, and uh, Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut in Fuquay, Verena. Scott has been waiting a while here. He's from. Are you from Pilot? I've been through Pilot many a time there on uh, Franklin County in Old 64. Scott? Well, good gracious. Darn it. Is Scott not with us? Hey, Scott? Oh, well. Well, uh, we'll check. All right, Scott, call back. We thought we had you there. I was going to ask you about Pilot. There used to be a roadhouse in Pilot, and they, they tore it, they've they torn it down sometime in the last five or six years, maybe, I think. Uh, but uh, I always thought that was cool. You didn't see a lot of roadhouses around. Hmm. 
where they had one in pilot. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. We've zipped through a couple of hours. Uh, this extension gardener plant toolbox is something that our extension agents recommend highly. I know Paul McKenzie uh, talks about it a lot when he's on the show, and uh, it, it certainly is a valuable tool if you oh, yeah. uh, have a question about a plant. Oh, are you, are you ready for the Cliff Joyner? Uh, well, Edward I, Jones? I, I certainly am. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Here, here's the way it goes. Intelligence plus character. That is the goal of true education. Intelligence now, plus character. And I've got one I've got to look up. Uh, we were talking about mothers. All of us adore our mothers. Uh, I have something that I ran, ran across last week. I meant to bring it to read about mothers. I must remember that. All right. Yeah. Well, all our, our mothers uh, mind love gardening. She didn't do a lot of it. But, uh, you know, that's that was one of my memories, uh, really good memories of going to a nursery on Sunset Avenue in Rocky Mount for years and years. And the fragrance of the plants out there. This is just a certain certain fragrance of of annuals and for instance and uh, yeah my grandmother had a greenhouse uh, that my grandfather built um kind of attached it to the side of the house uh, and i can always remember she would grow you know just marigolds and uh, snapdragons and petunias and she would start her own hanging baskets and just plants galore and then you know she'd get seed and some of them they just direct sow for the garden but a lot of them she would pot up in flats like like tomatoes and such and uh so just you know she enjoyed it and enjoyed getting out and planting a great big old garden um so that those are some of my memories and the fragrances even of just you know the mock orange and the sweet betsy's and her iris and her roses and um, just uh, an amazing experience, child growing up um, with the grandparent living on a farm. Mm-hmm. And Rufus has talked so much about his mom. And uh, yeah, did I've your grandmother, read. as you talked about, uh, did, did she garden a lot too? Oh, she she worked the fields. Yeah, and uh, had her own chewing tobacco. We snuff we had, was it snuff? Well, she, is that where you got your love for cigars? Uh, well, I got that from my. My mama's granddaddy, Uncle Paul Lige, we called him. Uh-huh. He'd roll up in this big cattle truck in the late 40s and have a cigar stuck in his mouth. And I remember that house, the smell of that house forever. Yeah, yeah. Linda will not let me anywhere near the house with, with a cigar. I had um, two uncles, both of uh, my mother's sisters, had two sisters, and they were both married to Eugene's. Uh-huh. And they both smoked cigars. Sisters married to Eugene. Yeah, and bo- one was real tall, one was short. <laughs> it's funny. But they always had a cigar in their mouth. A lot of people chew them. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, the only cigar I ever really smoked was uh, Swisher Sweet. Oh, yeah. They were nice until you lit them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time we were at Stevens Hardware in Fuquay. And I think I about shocked the pants off of you, but we were at a commercial break, and I said, "Rufus, yeah, so, yeah. let me have a drag of that." Cig- Absolutely. That, uh, <laughs> I like a cigar once in a while. 
Seagull. Oh, mercy. J.C. Knowles is with us. J.C., you don't uh, fancy a cigar, do you? I'll, I'll wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, we, we, uh, you going to sing a happy birthday to him? Yeah, I will. Well, well you know, J.C., I, uh, I can't beat your birthday because they had a cake for you everywhere you went, and the one at the Good Old Boys Club was especially good. And I, I uh, long to try to achieve your longevity and, most of all, your wit and your intelligence and your empathy for others. Yeah, that's just what you read there from Cliff Joyner's book is about uh, intelligence character and character. And intelligence. You yes. got that all rolled into one with J.C. And turn your radio off, J.C. <laughs> Please. J.C., you need to turn your radio off. That's confusing you okay. and me. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize y'all was on. Did you hear me talk about Pam's restaurant? And no, I, you must have been talking to somebody else. I didn't hear that. You, Rufus was talking. We were talking about uh, the the mark of uh, educated person is uh, intelligence and character, and uh, we you you're that all rolled into one, JC. Yeah, well, it, uh, of course, uh, we were going to have a little thing get together at Pam's restaurant on my birthday, but they were closed for the holiday, uh, for vacation. So I went up, I went up yesterday and they had a cake for me and, uh, they had the whole restaurant to sing happy birthday to me. That's awesome. JC, you just making the rounds. Is this the JC Knowles birthday tour? I'm going to get the governor to make a proclamation about JC day. I think, I think that's warranted. Yeah. Well, that's the thing to do, you know, spread happiness everywhere you go. That's another Amen good that. mark of a educated man is to spread happiness. Well, and uh, but um, I love you folks on uh, the weekend gardener, and I think I mentioned to you last week the deer ate all my tomatoes. I mean, oh my goodness, and, yeah. and the rabbits ate my impatience, and the squirrel <laughs> is invading my bird feeder. <laughs> well, on all those stops that you made for birthday cakes, couldn't you have gotten some tomatoes? And, <laughs> and you know, uh, can can I still get some tomatoes and grow them? You yeah, can. we were just talking about that, yes, JC. sir. Yeah, because uh, I might as well keep feeding the deer. Eh? <laughs> well, they, they must they must think it's dessert. Well, you're a ahead. benevolent person, I'll tell you that. In addition yeah. to everything else, but I enjoyed. I I love to watch the things and. Uh, I sit out on my driveway, and I got what I call a little patio out there, and just watch nature, watch the birds fly by, the squirrels out in the yard playing, and uh, life is good. Life. That's is good. wonderful. I do you like hot weather, JC? Do you like the yeah, hot? I, love, I, 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 I can't stand cold weather. Anything below seventy is cold. JC, I mean uh, Johnny Hood was like that. He he hated cold weather and loved the hot, humid weather. You couldn't get too hot for him. I'll yeah, take I it the other way any day. Sunlight don't bother me at all. Well, I'm a doggone. I wish I was like that. When it gets above seventy, JC, my thermostat was set when I was going to the mountains, and I blow. <laughs> I just blow up. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> no, I don't like cold weather. Mm. Well, let me get off of here. We got a little. Uh, nice little joke for you. All right. These three little boys were discussing and bragging about their daddies. The first little boy said, my dad scrabbles a few words on a piece of paper, and he calls it a poem, and they give him $50 for them. <laughs> Nothing. My daddy scribbles a few words on a piece of paper, 
and he calls it a song, and they give him a hundred dollars. And the third little boy said, I got all of you beat. My daddy scribbles a few words on a piece of paper, and he calls it a sermon, and it takes eight people to collect all the money they give you. <laughs> 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 That's a good one, J.C. Yeah. yeah they, the preacher could tell that one in church. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pass it along. Any preachers well, listening? Have a great day. I love every one of you. We love you, too, J.C. <laughs> you be all well. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 94-year-old J.C. Knowles. That was a real knee slapper. That was a good one. Uh, you know, each season brings a, a different challenge for uh, for all of us uh, and, and for our vehicles. Uh, health and safety of your car is important. King's Auto Service believes in kind of doing things before they, you know, taking it taking it into account and, and uh, protecting your car before it breaks down, being proactive, maintenance of your car is so important. And especially with the hot weather, because it really does a number on your belts and hoses and fluids. You need to get all of those checked. Tread depth on your tires for maximum handling and control of your vehicle. There's a lot of construction around, so you may have lost a tire or two here lately. So make, make sure you have good tires before you go flat. King's Auto Service can help you with all of this preparation, plus a lot of other things. Plus something that's the uh, last couple of years, this is a pandemic thing, I guess. I don't know. Theft of catalytic converters. Mm. Uh, Toyota Priuses apparently are very vulnerable. And King's Auto Service has come up with a solution to prevent this. It's called the installation of a cat shield. Huh. That protects it. So give them a call on Monday and, and let them help you out with that. Uh, if you feel vulnerable, if you don't have a garage, for instance, and uh, or you just just are afraid that – because it, it'll cost you a couple of thousand dollars to replace a, uh, a catalytic converter. And there are precious metals in there. That's why they sell, the, sell them for that. So give them a call. Let them help you out with that. And if you have the Prius or other hybrid vehicles, they can really help you with those battery packs that uh, will last for many, many years usually. But sometimes around 150,000 miles, they'll start fading out. So you get uh, a lot better deal if you go to King's Auto Service. They can get you a, a high-voltage battery pack replacement for less than the dealer is going to charge you for a replacement. King's Auto Service King's Correct Lube. Yeah, you can get a oil change there very quickly. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. It's 1022. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 1027. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, we're hopefully inching toward fall here, and uh, any exciting plants on the horizon oh gosh yes there are um and i'm so looking forward to 
uh, going to some shows um, in Is your August. mother walking out the door? <laughs> she did. <laughs> she tell, probably, her, tell she, her to stay in the house during the, go during out the, the show. <laughs> yeah, go out the back door. She's probably um, just picked some blueberries. Oh, okay. She's so, she's got that. Um, yeah, she's, she's a blueberry fiend. She loves picking her some blueberries. She she doesn't. She likes the blueberries and blackberries and and the tomatoes because she doesn't like to bend over now because she just feels like she'll lose her balance. So sure. th- those are her preferred uh, produce now. But um, <laughs> so anyway, but what we're talking about? New plants on the horizon. Um, lots of great uh, woody ornamentals. Um, you know, lorpedulums, barberries, there's more hydrangeas coming out, um, crepe myrtles, there's so many new series now, um, you know, with eccentric foliage and uh, beautiful fall color. Um, so I just always look forward to it. But I'll get to a show in August um, and uh, kind of do some hand pick, some bookings for fall and um, you know, there's always a new series of uh, of pansies or panolas or the violas that come out. Love that. And even like the proven winners, the little stuffers for pot, the hookahs, the corabels. There's so many new hellebores coming out, um, you know, where their little flowers stand up. So it's a lot of fun. Okay. I want to hear about the, the crazy crepe myrtles that are coming out. Okay. They, they, that hasn't changed a lot over the years. That's that's one series of plants. All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF 1037, eating blueberries this morning that... Nelson was nice to bring us from her farm and Julian that her mama picked. That's why you hear the ding, ling, ding, ling. <laughs> Mama's coming I'm out like, the door. Every time I hear door. it, like I'll, I'll cue it up every hour. I'll hear it, and I'm like, well, there's another gallon of blueberries. Yeah. <laughs> Pick Back a gallon and run to the house. Yeah. She carry a gallon of water with her out there? She is not a water drinker. She's not scotch? <laughs> no, she is a teetotaler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, now, what about her daughter? <laughs> her daughter just smokes cigars. That's her That's her only vice. Well, her oh, daughter Lord. does know how to pick out North Carolina homemade vodkas. Yes, I love. I've, I've had about one of everything that, that around there that Nelson has I think I've found you five or six bottles. I like to do that. I think it's fun supporting you local can, businesses. Yeah, you can fun. make. Uh, now, I've had some blueberry vodka before. Wow. I had uh, at the. The beach shop at Topsail Beach, they uh, they had one night, this was a couple of years ago, three years ago, they had uh, a mixed drink. It had uh, blueberry vodka and lemonade. Huh. And that was really good. Mm, okay. I don't know if it had anything else in it. It Rufus, may have had something else. Rufus gave me some sweet potato vodka. That's definitely a different flavor. From Green County. Well, it's got a hand of sweet potato. Yes, it, it does. Made in uh, Green County, North Carolina. Yeah, that's right. I wonder, I mean, we're famous, of course, uh, potatoes being involved in making vodka, but there are a lot of things that apparently you can make vodka from. I guess so. Yeah. Well, right. By the way, Nelson, that plant that you brought when we had the little cookout, mm-hmm. what is the name of that? Because I just adore it, and I think that I don't know if to, I saw that. ought to come be, become very loving it, of that plant. It, um, 
A, it was not a cookout. It was a garden party with oh, you right. showing your yeah. your wares, um, which were stunning. And thank you for sharing your garden. Yeah. And you all were stumped on that one that one bush, though. Stumped. I think I got it right. But anyway, Ostromeria. Uh. <laughs> um, Little bulbs. Yes, the plant I gave you is Ostromeria. And I, I highly suggest that Peruvian. It blooms on and on and yeah. on and on. So that that plant, um, according to Professor Gu- the former or deceased Gusta Hertog, um, he said that that is the most traded and sold plant in the world that goes through the Alzmere flower market, which is like the stock market. I don't know how every to, country. I don't know how to describe it. It's about eight ten inches tall. Just full of blooms. They they look sort of like a, a trout lily, a little bit. And, and the, the leaves perennial, are perennial, as you said. Yes, it will winterize with good drainage, and um, the leaves are kind of a glaucous, almost blue, thick, waxy. Right. Yeah. Very tough. And, and so, anytime you get flowers or you give flowers to your wives, gentlemen, they mo- more than likely will have Alstroemeria stuck down in them. How do you yeah. spell that? A L S T R O E M I A. A L, yeah, Austro, A L S T R O E M I A. And I'm a terrible speller, but unless oh, it's you a plant. Do, you do good on that on plants. <laughs> it sort of reminded me of a freesia. Uh, you could say that, except a freesia ha- uh, likes cool, cool weather, and it also has a very long stalk, more right. like a crocosmia. Yeah. Yeah. Which are blooming. Well, I've, I've enjoyed that so much, and I'm going to leave it right in the pot. I have it beside I the chair where I smoke cigars. Lily or something like that. But Alstroemeria, wonderful plant. So go on down there to Nelson's and get you one. Yes. And um, Mike wanted, while he's looking that up, Mike wanted to talk about some of the cool uh, crepe myrtles. But um, there's a. a yeah, red you said there were some cra- crazy ones. Or well, they're not crazy, but <laughs> just different. Um, so, I mean, like Southern Living, they, they have a collection. A lot of them are the Delta series. So those are ones that are going to have, like, dark foliage um, and almost any color flower. The The beauty of so many crepe myrtles that are out now is we finally can get and select the color and the height of what we would want to put in what fits our size garden or yard or townhome or patio home um, instead of, you know, having to get what – what we were used to that gets so large and big and then they get crepe murdered back so now um you know from from very small meaning two three foot uh to you know four to six foot or six to eight foot or eight to ten foot or twelve to fifteen um you can find one but there's one called miss francis Um, we had several of these last year and that's a, a nice red one but all of the delta series um have been really cool we mainly what we have now are are some of the the deltas with the the dark pink and red but it has the the darker foliage um so those are pretty cool like i say that's that's one of the southern living series any any with i know they're the have the dark leaves some of them maroony black leaves any with variegated leaves any correct myrtles um no not that we have um but that would be a good plant name to bring up at rufus's garden party lagerstromia yeah. Because I can't think of a variegated one, but I'm sure there's one out there. Yeah, if there's variegated, you'll, you'll like it and find it. That's right. Yeah. So you, you, I, research, you research that because you're the— I will. I'm, I'm against variegated— 
camellias because I no with things that have flowers on them. I think the variegation takes away from no, the bloom. No, Governor Mouton and I haven't seen a variegated camellia. Well, like oh, there's plenty of them out there. Absolutely, oh. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the the flowers, Hermie, Hermie is great. They've been variegated since China, Japan brought them over. That crepe myrtle I gave you that has the black maroon, is the rabbit still eating that, or did it ever grow any? It's grown up now about uh, at least 12 feet tall. Oh, okay. Had a couple blooms on it this year, and I'm going to murder it back about a third because I, I want it to bush out a little bit. Uh-huh. I hate, hate to use that, even tell anybody on the radio. Out in radio land is... The Reverend Victor Trivia used to say on his program, all you folks out there in Radio Land. I, I can't find a variegated crepe myrtle that has variegated foliage. Now, certainly there are many crepe myrtles like peppermint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pink, pink and pink red. And or white or pink and red. Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I remember one time I ordered a, a dwarf crepe myrtle out of out of a seed catalog. or It wasn't in the seed form. It was a little eight-inch tall thing. A little cut. Said it, said it will grow... Four to five feet, things at least at least 40 feet tall now. Well, we have lots of crepe myrtles on our farm. And um, when I was a student um, in the, the early mid-80s at NC State in their HORT program, um, uh, had nursery management with Dr. Ralston. So we got to propagate, um, you know, what, what we kind of wanted, if you will. And so I, I did like a cutting of, I'm not going to say every crepe myrtle, but we probably have, um, I don't know, 15 to 20 different varieties of crepe myrtles. Um, some of the cuttings I took from uh, some of the seed, seedling selections that were sent to uh, Dr. Ralston from the National Arboretum. Um, and one of them became known as Townhouse. And uh, oh, wow. one of them became known as, I believe, Fantasy. Um, so I have a couple of those at the farm. Beautiful. Those are uh, well, the townhouse isn't as big as the the fantasy, but it, nonetheless, uh, lots of crepe myrtles on our farm that um, have, were were cultivated, propagated by myself, and now they're nice big trees. It's like a little arboretum yeah. out there. Are, well, are, are they registered in your name? They are not. They're cuttings from other cultivars. Oh, okay. that, yeah, I mean some of the oldies. So uh, you know, Red it's Rocket. a townhouse that that huge oak like. Crepe myrtle out at the farmer out at the arboretum is that yeah. a townhouse um, variety or yeah the 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 townhouse variety at the arboretum um, and I'm not sure how that area has changed but it used to be where you had the little slate area that you could step across the water and it had fish in there in uh-huh. the little Japanese kind of garden yeah that's okay. the townhouse the yeah. other no, this, this the other one that, was on the west end. That this this one that Mike's talking about and that I see is, is that, that big huge entrance now, with those doors that are twenty feet tall, uh, right off of, off of uh, the Borough Road. The, the ones with the white. Yeah. Yeah, those are the fantasy. Those are the big ones, not the townhouse. Yeah, fantasy. Townhouse. Is, fantasy is what I was saying. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah, that's the fantasy. Yeah. The townhouse is, is further down and shorter, stockier. And I I I like the cinnamon bark. Yes. That. All of the uh, crepe myrtles that are either farii or crossed with the indica farii are, and have typically Indian names are going to have that, that beautiful red cinnamon bark. Now, I've got a Muscogee that is as big as a, as a, big. a maple tree. They it are is big. so big. They uh, are big and beautiful, that's for sure. And I have a Near East 
that's not far from from it that um they that don't weeps, see that one a lot now that, that weeps yep. and it, it has kind of real light pink flowers mm-hmm. on it. it's really yep. pretty I, I mean it now, when it was younger it really did weep i mean it was like it was embracing the it has heavy bloom load and it just falls over yeah now um rufus had some stunning old crepe myrtles what i mean do you think they're 75 years old they're 100 they're really i love to see that gnarled bark that's really right in in uh, oakwood you can find some really old ones yes yes absolutely you know um on one of my june trips um stumbled off a place uh, called uh, Inlet View. And on our way to Inlet View, um, there was an oak tree uh, that is claimed to be 2,000 years old, a live oak. And um, I just found that amazing because my mother and I, uh, we were trying to get to a blueberry farm when we were coming out of Charleston, and that was like two, three weeks earlier. Your mother's kind of fixated with blueberries, isn't she? She is. I stumbled across... Um, it's called. It was in McClennanville, Mc, McClennansville, Mc, something like that, right near Char- near Georgia, yeah, yeah, yeah. right before Georgetown, right. And there's nothing there. It's just a small little cul-de-sac with fishing community. Uh-huh. But there was a um, like a, a an over thousand year old oak tree there, live oak also that that had markers and all that stuff. And was that uh, George Washington? Yep, slept here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's one on 17 near wilmington that's yeah. still there that has the marker for for george, george washington well, yeah but i guess I he like, leaned up against it or something well it's yeah. the summer of oaks and I, I love going to southport to see all of their stunning lovely live oaks so yeah i was tickled to death to to find these two beasts and beauties that are still uh preserved and here with us melissa had a relative uh who since passed away who ran for secretary of state back in the 60s or 70s or something where in southport yeah she ran for secretary of state she didn't make it but uh, margaret hopper maybe that's it yeah she's she ran for lieutenant governor i don't know her name was margaret harper i'll have to ask melissa but uh, she's kin to her somehow yeah yeah that's a nice area southport take the ferry Ballhead island all of that Yeah. yeah All right, uh, we'll take a break, and then we'll talk to Janet and Carrie here on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. It's 1049. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, 10.54, we're uh, running out of time. Janet is in Cary. Hey, Janet. Morning. Yes, ma'am, how are you? I'm calling about my crepe myrtle, which very dear friends gave to me, and they even planted it three years ago, but it never blooms this year. We lost her. Uh Uh-oh. We lost her. Uh, Janet, all right, it, it's not, uh, it hadn't been blooming, Nelsa. Okay, I, I heard her say that a dear friends gave it to her and it hasn't ever flowered. I'm hoping and assuming that it is in full sun. Um, and I wonder if her friends gave it to her as a cutting off of another plant or if it's one that they purchased, um, so if they're cutting, cutting off another plant, there's no telling what it's, what it's going to do. 
That is correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, that'd be kind of hard to say. So needing to know a little more history about, you know, what kind of crepe myrtle or color or... Um, if you'll call back real quickly, unless we've got some phone problems. Yeah, that- and I'm, I'm thinking, too, um, you know, making sure it has good sun. Um, I know typically, you know, they don't have necessarily a high-high fermil- fer- fertility, but you can... Uh, get some fertilizer on it. Make sure that um, the roots have good aeration, um, meaning if you need to drill pilot holes, if it's root-bound. Um, Not that into could help. the tree, but into right. the soil. And, and I wouldn't necessarily prune it every year, but I would say now, if it's in full sun, go ahead and tip prune it, throw a little fertilizer to it, liquid preferably this time of year, and see if you can get it to um, prosper some bud set. Because like ours are, are have been blooming for a while, and I tip prune them, and three weeks later, they're setting new buds. So and you're yeah. you're pruning the uh, kind of the seed panicle, yeah, panicle, yeah. But seeing hers don't have any, just still tip prune it. Take right. it like three four inches down. Uh-huh. Throw a little liquid fertilizer to it. Uh, make sure it is in good sunlight, as they need seven eight hours, and uh, hopefully that might do a little shaking and baking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I, we we've gotten this type of call of it you know and they i mean they definitely don't like you know wet feet um so make sure it has the the good drainage and um and like i say good sunlight i can't get rid of them in my yard (laughs) they pop up and i i try sucker forever yeah you know you try to dig stuff out and they everything blooms it's just uh, i'm very lucky uh, apparently because I don't, I don't spend a lot of time with my plants. I know they're, they're not happy. I don't spend a lot of time with them. But the the crepe myrtles all bloom, and but the sunlight sunlight is is definitely important. When you were talking about fertilizer, liquid fertilizer, low nitrogen fertilizer. Um, or? Well, being that it's like a liquid and that it's it's not. Oh, we got Janet back. It's not ammonical nitrate. It's just a, a, a solvent, so like a twenty twenty twenty. Yeah, that's not going to be a harsh fertilizer. Right, Janet, uh, we're, you're you're back with us. I don't know what happened, but well, I, I think I got cut off. But at any rate, um, the tree. I heard a few things of what you said. It's um, it's a purple one, um, and it's about six feet tall, um, and it just has never bloomed. It has the branches are pretty wide out. Did it come from a cutting from a friend, or is it when they purchased it at a nursery? They purchased it from, I have no idea where. When okay. It okay, so it's it was, a name variety okay. from so, some place. So it's probably Catawba. Yeah, um, that's a beautiful one. I have a couple of those. Yeah, that's or royalty. So um, I would say, um, you know, go ahead and, and if you can, just prune all the terminal branches back now, about six inches. When you say terminal branches. The tip of the branches, the top of the branches of the okay. tips. Um, and and then make sure that there's not grass growing around it where it could sucker. Make sure there's just a nice mulch ring around it and that the mulch isn't on the trunk. And, and go ahead and try to do some liquid feed, uh, feeding to it. And if possible, around that canopy, that drip line, just drill some little pilot holes. You're just trying to agitate the roots and get that liquid fertilizer down. And, and Janet, it's not, tall, it's not tall enough yet that I'd be worried about it. Would you, Nelson? Because... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it should be flowering, I mean, um, regardless, but... After three years, yeah, Exactly, certainly. yeah, but uh, try the, the roots, root uh, kind of agitation, if you will, to increase root growth and uh, some liquid fertilizer, and make sure it is in full sun. 
Well, um, we got a, got a less than a minute, Janet. The pertilent, what the only thing I've put on it has been the black cow. Um, well, that's good. Time, well, that should have gone in the soil, um, but I would get some twenty twenty twenty. Um, and you know, making sure it has good drainage, and again, the important thing is that it has pretty much full sun. Right, and do that every year. The twenty twenty, never the black cow. Uh, right. I mean, I I would. I'm just trying. To, I'm just advising the twenty 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 liquid Give it fertilizer a now because you're trying to stimulate growth, and that would be after you tip prune it and after you you uh, do the roots. And we got to go, Janet. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Call us back and let us know about that. Okay. Brother Rufus, Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut, thank you very thank you, much. Sir. All right, we love you all. We'll see you next week.